Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 49. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, a common theme you hear at Entrepreneur on Fire is listen to your audience. Well, I've been listening, and I am excited to announce the launch of podplatform.com. We have received an incredible amount of feedback from entrepreneurs who want to start their own podcast, but have no idea where to begin. With podcasting, recording your audio is as easy as clicking a red button, but the tough part is what comes after. Think of Pod Platform as a turnkey solution to podcasting. You simply record your audio, send my team your MP3, and we do the rest. It's that simple. Entrepreneur on Fire is generating 100,000 downloads a month in over 100 countries. Think of what that could do for you in your business. Go to www.podplatform.com to find out more. Okay, let's get started. I am simply elated to introduce my guest today, Pam Hendrickson. Pam, are you prepared to ignite? I sure am, John. All right. Pam was the executive vice president of content development for Tony Robbins, where she created and delivered dozens of high-end products, live events, and coaching programs. Today, Pam works with both beginners and established experts to create a portfolio of information products and programs that create raving fan customers and support their overall business strategy and lifestyle goals. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Pam. Why don't you take it from here and tell us who you are and what you do? Right. Well, thank you so much for having me today. And in a nutshell, I work with entrepreneurs, small business owners, authors, speakers, experts, coaches, and anybody really who, who has a small business. And what I do is help them make, market, and launch products and services that provide valuable solutions to their target market. So in English or in, in simpler terms, basically it's about creating quality products and services that sell. So we look at things from how do you take your expertise and your knowledge and, and your life experience and package it so you can create a sustainable business model out of it. And if I were to take it one step further, what it's really about is it's about looking at what it is you want for your life, the impact you want to have, the lifestyle you want to have for yourself and saying, okay, how can I leverage this so I can, you know, make money while I sleep and be able to, you know, extend, you know, stop trading time for money, so to speak. How can I increase my impact and how can I create a legacy based on my own unique life experience? Awesome. That makes a lot of sense, Pam. That's a great summation. I really look forward to delving more into that later on in the interview. Let's transition now into our first topic, which is our success quote, because here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we love to get the motivational ball rolling, and we do that with a success quote, one of our favorites from the Spotlight Entrepreneur. So Pam, I know you have maybe even two for us today. I'm really excited. What do you have? I do, and my favorite quote really changes as things change and as I change and develop and grow, so I can give you a different answer on almost any given day, but there are two I pulled for today that I thought might be appropriate for this audience, which is number one is one I just ran across recently from Anais Nin, where she says, there comes a time when the risk to remain, remain tight in the bud is more painful than the risk it takes to blossom. 
And I love that because I think it really sums up what we as entrepreneurs and business owners go through because it really is, you know, gosh, it's just for me, and we'll get into this more in the interview, you know, I was playing small. I was really happy with what I was doing and having a a big impact in in many ways, but it was all behind the curtain and I was playing small just because I was afraid. And so there comes a point where you have to take that leap of faith and have to recognize that, gosh, to get to the next level, it's time for me to to take that leap of faith and and put myself out there and, and take that very human risk that we all do. So that's quote number one. Quote number two is a more practical quote, which comes from our beloved departed colleague, Jim Rohn, who says that it's not what happens, it's what you do that determines your future. And I love this quote because it really is, I mean, it's not going to be a straight line. We're all going to have bumps in the road and we're going to have successes and we're going to have a lot of learning experiences along the way. So I think if we can understand that it's all part of the journey and we just need to learn from each one and it's not so much even, there's nothing that you can't overcome. And that's the great thing about our society today, but we all need to understand that we're in the driver's seat and it's how we respond to situations, how we react and what we do as a result that's so much more important than what happens. I love both those quotes, Pam. And here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we really like to take things down to the ground level and see how these things apply to you in your life. Can you just get specific and tell Fire Nation, our listeners here, how you've actually applied one of these quotes to a specific moment in your life? Great. Well, I'll, I mean, I can talk about briefly how I did both of them. The Anais Nin quote in terms of, you know, the risk to remain tight in the bud is more painful than the risk it takes to blossom. When I really look at it, what was preventing me for so long from moving forward was really fear. Was And it wasn't even fear so much of that I could do this or that I'd be successful at it. I mean, I've created so many products and services and I've done it for so many people for so long. I know what to do. The risk was the emotional risk. The risk was putting myself out there and having people really get to know who I am and, and the transparency that comes with being in the online world today was was really, really scary to me. And so, you know, there comes a point where I think, you know, things happen in your life and you just realize, you know, life is incredibly precious and it's it's fleeting. And, and if not now, then when? And so for me, I think just the whole leap of faith to go from what I really, really enjoyed working for other people. And I still do some consulting, but really kind of being behind the scenes to saying, okay, I am going to build my own business. I'm going to become an example of what I teach and I'm going to do it for myself. That is truly inspiring. And do you have an example for the second quote? I do. It's not what happens, it's what you do that determines your future. I mean, we'll get into the plethora of mistakes that I've made along the way here in a little bit. Pretty shortly. <laughs> exactly. And and I think that's it. As I think, you know, one of the things I'm really fortunate is I've been able to be around the personal and professional development and improvement industry for so long. And, you know, I make mistakes all the time. And it's just being able to pick yourself up and go, okay, what did I learn from this? What am I going to change moving forward? I can't change the mistake. And also really to take it one step further to realize that when we make mistakes, that actually is one of the things that helps humanize us and connect us to other people. I mean, I don't think anybody can relate to anybody who is perfect, who is always polished, who always says the right thing, who never makes a mistake, who always does exactly what what makes the most sense. I think that feels really unattainable for most people. And I think it actually 
creates a lack of connection. Whereas if we can be real about what we're going through and really share our experiences and our triumphs as well as our defeats, that's what creates a human connection that inspires all of us to keep moving forward. Mm, That is so great. And we'll use that to keep moving forward ourselves into the next topic, which is failure, as you just did allude to. Entrepreneur on Fire, it's all about the journey. And your journey as an entrepreneur definitely at some point had failure. We don't need to define it as the word failure. It can be an obstacle or a challenge that you faced and somehow overcame As entrepreneurs, again, we just really don't want to let this define us as a person, these failures and these challenges, but we want to use them to help us move on and improve exactly what we're trying to build. Pam, can you take us to a time when you faced an obstacle or had a challenge you had to overcome? Yeah, I'm going to give you kind of a broad answer to this question, and then I'm going to narrow it down to a couple of specific circumstances here. But I really, when I talk about this and being an entrepreneur, especially in this specific field, you know, personal professional improvement, it, you know, my career really could be looked at as 2,487 mistakes I've made and how to help other people not make the same mistakes. And so when I think about, you know, mistakes or lessons or learning experience or failures or whatever word you want to put to it, I don't know that it's one big thing. I think it's 200 small things that that have happened and you know I've I've made every mistake out there in my field. I mean I've you know sometimes a product doesn't work right or a marketing piece doesn't convert the way you want it to convert. I've certainly, you know, had all kinds of situations like promising customers they would receive a product for a major brand by Valentine's Day and and it just didn't happen. And so we had to secure all these salespeople to start making calls at the 11th hour before Valentine's Day to let them know their Valentine's gift wasn't going to be there for their honey. That was a tough experience. You know, I've had typos on runs I've done of 2,000 units of a product or service or manual. I've had the wrong DVD ship abroad in a package because, you know, something happened at the manual manufacturer and we didn't do the follow the final QC thing. So, you know, I don't mean to sound like a job interview. You know when you're interviewing somebody for a job and or you're interviewing for a job and you get that question or you ask that question, okay, what's your greatest weakness? And the person gives the answer where they're not really sharing their weaknesses. They're really kind of <laughs> in the weakness, you know, they're like, well, you know, I, I, I'm really busy. And so, you know, I tend to have difficulty balancing my life and you're like, yeah, you're just trying to tell me you work really hard. So, so I don't mean to say it that way because I've had, you know, I've had certainly had my share of mistakes and moments. I think the ones that I really think about and the ones that really hurt the most are ones where I have not been elegant in my communication with other people. You know, if I've been intense with a you know, colleague or employee or vendor, you know, just in the stress of the moment of of trying to get things done. I think those are the things that I really more than anything seek to work on and and make sure they don't don't happen because it's just, you know, when you're stressed and you have that urgency and that kind of adrenaline going inside, sometimes it's tough for that to not leak out. And so I think particularly in my younger days, uh, those those moments are moments that I think about. And I think, okay, well, you know, how I treat people is so much more important in the process. And so, in terms of how it's changed me, I think I think that might be one of the biggest things. That's great. And let's really just use that to move on to the other end of the spectrum here, which is the aha moment. You've already shared some great insights in the past failures and challenges that you've had. You were very specific, and we really appreciate that. Now, I'm going to ask you to really get specific on that aha, that light bulb moment that you've had that just really resonated with you. I mean, you've alluded to the past where you said 
you don't want to trade time for money. And that's such a great revelation that so many entrepreneurs have. I really want you to get specific. Take us to the time when you just had the clouds part, the, the sun shone through. What was your aha moment, Pam? Sure. And I don't know that it was sun and the clouds part. I think it was more a big fat thunderstorm that, that woke me up. And, and, you know, it was related as it is for most of us, I think, to a significant emotional event that happened in my life, which is, you know, it was really, really close to my mom. She was one of my role models. She was a piano teacher, but she used to lecture around the globe teaching students and teachers. And she was all about empowering children empowering teachers to learn and grow and develop and reach our true potential. Very, very positive person. Um, taught me a lot just about life and, and teaching and, and, you know, what it means to really empower another person. And about three years ago, she got sick and passed away from cancer in a five-week span of time. And the week before she passed away, literally, she said two things to me that profoundly changed things for me. And the first thing she said is she said, honey, life is fleeting, and that's what makes it so precious. And when she said that, it just just really, really got to me because I had two young boys at the time, I mean, literally very, very small. And I was working in a corporate job, and I would come screaming home in the driveway at 8.30 at night, rushing upstairs, throwing my things down, praying I would get home in time to kiss my boys goodnight. And I thought, you know, I love to work. I will always love to work. I have a great work ethic, but I'm missing out because of the way my schedule is, because my time isn't my own. I'm missing out on what's most important to me, which is my family and my children. And so for me, one of the greatest gifts of being an entrepreneur is the flexibility and the freedom. And it's, it's not even the impact or the economics and those other things. Those things are nice. But it's the freedom to be able to define your time and to really live life the way you want to live it and spend the time doing the things and with the people you want to be doing it with. So that was the first thing she said. And then the second thing she said that really kind of kicked me over the edge was she quoted her favorite quote, which comes from Dr. Wayne Dyer, which is, we come into this world with nothing, we leave this world with nothing, and all we have is what we give while we're here. And I realized that I was doing so many great things. I was helping other people have such a great impact in the world, but I wasn't you know, living my own true gifts and I wasn't having the impact and I wasn't giving all I'm capable of giving. So those two things really were the moment I thought, you know, I really need to make a change here. And, you know, you couple that with the fact that when you're working in a job, there's so many great things about it, but there is a ceiling on what you're able to do. There's a ceiling on your income. There's a ceiling on your earning and, and you're dependent to be there. I mean, it's, you know, you're not making money while you sleep. You're trading time for money. And that is a limit. Pam, that was such a touching story. Thank you so much for sharing the insight into that and sharing a little window into your life. So you were working at this corporate job, screaming home at night, kissing your sons goodnight as they were falling asleep. You had this revelation. What specific actions did you take following this revelation? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, decisions is something I learned from all my time with Tony Robbins, but decisions happen in a moment. You know, it's, it's you might take... 10 years to lead up to the point where you make the decision, but the decision to change or to do something different is really made in an instant. And for sure, in that was really the instant that I made the decision inside. So it took me a year to transition after that just because I was still working for the Tony Robbins organization and, and I love my job and I wanted to, and I'd been there a long time. So I wanted to transition elegantly and in the right way and also just make sure I was being intelligent about it. I think 
you know, on one hand, there can be power in just saying overnight, okay, I'm just, I'm stopping doing what I'm doing here. I'm leaving my job and I'm going to dive in full force as an entrepreneur. You know, I have a family, I have a husband, I have young kids. And so from a risk tolerance point of view and a safety point of view, it just made a lot more sense for me to transition. So I transitioned over the next six to 12 months just to make sure I was supporting the organization that I loved and was with for so long. And also just so I could really, you know, build up some things for myself so that when I did make that final transition, I was in a position to do that. So take us to day one of that leap. You finally made the break from Tony Robbins. Now you're on your own. What next? Well, you know, I think the first thing is is always start with your target customer. Is just getting super, super clear who is it that I want to help, that I'm passionate about helping, and who I can help the most with with my experience and what I know and what my expertise is. So, I think it, you know, the plan always has to start with the client and the customer and the market that you're here to have an impact on. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time getting really clear about that market. And then what their biggest problems were so I could create solutions that would really help them and really, you know, help them overcome some of the things that have been challenging them for them for for a period of time. And so, you know, really just started, you know, getting out there, creating products and services. I really believe in beta testing. So the first product I did was really a beta test, if you will. It was a six-week webinar course with about 30 people. And that was invaluable because I was able to really interact with my target market, really understand where they were, what was working for them, where they needed help. And it really helped shape what I was doing in terms of products and services. So, you know, that's one piece of it. And the other thing is, it's different depending on the industry in, but in this industry, you've got to build your platform. And so you've got to start speaking, getting your name out there and and publishing and, and doing the things that just, you know, kind of get you known by your target market. What would you define as your breakthrough moment? My breakthrough moment, gosh, there have been many. I think my breakthrough moment was I did my first big online product launch and I did it in partnership with, um, I have one of my businesses is partnership with Mike Koenigs, who's a renowned online marketer. And we created this program, Make Market Launch, and we did a huge product launch. And it was so interesting because I had two experiences from that. Number one was I am floored at how vulnerable it made me feel. Because all of a sudden, you're going out there to, you know, a large number of people in a very short period of time, and, you know, you're, you're showing. I mean, you're showing your stuff. And so you're, it's just a very, very vulnerable feeling. And I, I was really taken aback by that vulnerability. But at the same time, having done it, having been able to, you know, deliver on the back end of it, just creates such a confidence. You know, it's like that first big success you know, success builds on success, right? So you start with a bunch of little successes and that builds up to a bigger success. But that was a really big turning point for me because I did something that was really scary to me that I wasn't sure I would be able to do on some level or I wasn't sure how well it would do. And, you know, I think once you do that, then all of a sudden so many other things that you didn't think you could do open up and become accessible to you. Now, Pam, what was the biggest challenge that you did encounter within your first six months of actually breaking out on your own? That's a great question. You know, the, the biggest challenges were really probably emotional more than anything was just the, the 
not realizing how vulnerable and scary it is to be just, you know, not have anybody or anything else you're really leaning on. I mean, it's, it's you at the end of the day when it's your business. I think that, um, um, in terms of what happened, the, the you know, the challenges in, in getting things going is that, you know, when it's your business, you've got to be managing revenue. You've got to be making sure that, you know, you can't just look two weeks ahead. For me, it was learning to look six or 12 months ahead and make sure that I have a plan that had some diversity to it because some things are going to do better than you think. Some things aren't going to do as well as you think. And just making sure we could manage the cash flow starting out so it wasn't so bumpy and up and down. You know, it was like feast or famine and just getting that studied out by making sure we had a plan that would really make things work. That's great stuff. And Pam, I've thrown you some curveballs today. I mean, I've asked you some questions that are kind of off topic and kind of off format, but I've just been really inspired and enthralled by your story. I just want to keep digging for more. And just thank you for continuing to share. And I've just really enjoyed what you've had to come back with. Um, I'm happy to do it. And I think the more transparent we can be genuinely, genuinely transparent. I think transparent gets thrown around as a word that's in vogue at the moment. And, you know, I think being real or being authentic or just being willing to share what we've been through for all of us is, is probably the best way we can help others. And I will throw out there that as a woman, you know, for men too, I mean, we all have our unique set of challenges, but one of my passions is really helping everybody, but specifically if I can help women overcome some of what's blocking them and also just help them realize that it is possible to balance the, you know, the being a mom and being a, a parent and a wife and a, you know, all the things, all the roles we take on as women and still, you know, creating a powerful business result that it is possible. Mm, great stuff. Pam, have you had an I've made it moment yet? You know, I think one of them was after that first product launch. I mean, we just sat there, like, we did a webcast on the last day. It was a Saturday, and the webcast ended at 9 p.m. Pacific time, which was midnight on the East Coast, and it was over, and it was just kind of, we just had a little celebration when it was done in the studio, and it was just this, wow, look what we did. I mean, this was just, you know, it was like a five- or six-month journey to get everything ready for that, and, you know, I just remember that moment of taking it in and, and, and you know, just, wow, look what we did. And then about two weeks later, I was one of the things in, in this product that I launched has a forum and so people can ask questions or just share what they're going through and such. And so it was about 10 o'clock at night, my time, and I'm, I'm in San Diego. And I was just, you know, wrapping up my emails and such before I was going to bed. And I looked online on the product forum and there was a woman who said, oh my gosh, you know, module two was just released. I'm so excited. Guess I'm not going to bed right now. I'm so excited to dive in. And I thought, I'm going to bed. This is so great. I have a customer who's going through this module, who's excited, who's going to get value out of it and, and learn some distinctions that can move her forward. And I get to go to bed while that's happening. That's so cool. So, so I remember that. That's a moment that stands out for me. That's a great moment. And oh, I just love those I've made a moments and the fact that you're appreciating them because at Entrepreneur on Fire, we, always, we all know here that it's so important to set the goals and to set these high standards and then work hard hard to achieve them. And then once you do achieve those goals, you definitely need to push the bar higher and go forward to that next goal. But at the same time, you need to take a step back, take a deep breath and appreciate the achievement that you've so far accomplished. That is so important. It's about the journey. It's not just about the destination. So I'm really glad to see that you are of the same mindset, Pam. 
Absolutely. And I, I love what you're doing. And I love your questions because, you know, you kind of get used to doing these media interviews and it is largely a lot of the same questions. And I like that you're going in a different direction and going deeper to what's behind really being an entrepreneur and building your own business and, and you know, putting yourself out there in the market, because I actually think this stuff is what drives all of the practical tools. Well, it's so true. And the thing is, is that You've already alluded to this earlier in the interview, but one of the major things that was holding you back and that holds everybody back is fear. And so many people just see you right now, Pam Hendrickson, the finished product. You're the successful person that's doing these great things and you just have this great air of confidence about you. But there was a time when you weren't that person, that you actually were, like a lot of the listeners now, just about to make your leap and actually make that start. And when people can relate to that, and realize that they're in the exact situation that you used to be in and that you made it, they can too. It's very inspirational. Absolutely. And I hope I'm not a finished project product. I hope I'm never a finished product because I think, you know, I think about the life lessons you get and, and being in business, it accelerates your lessons. I mean, it, it, it magnifies so many things. It magnifies the good. It magnifies the lifestyle. It magnifies the impact you're able to have, but it also magnifies, you know, your learnings and lessons and, and how you grow and who you become. And I, I do think that, I mean, it's, you know, going back to the beginning days of the personal development industry, but it is who you become in the process you know, and it's, it's, you know, we achieve great things in our business, but it really is because we're willing to grow as people and we're growing as our business grows. Great point. And I, I'm just going to have to move on to the next topic as much as I want to stay here and just keep talking about this because it's such great stuff. You're right. It's the journey. We're never finished products. We're always getting up and just continuing to improve and be enthusiastic about it. I love that. So thank you, Pam. You're ruling in your current business right now. You have a lot of great things going on. What's one thing that's really exciting you right now? Uh, you know, I'm not a one thing excites me kind of person, I'll be honest. There are several things that are exciting me, but I think I'm going to pick two. One is just the lifestyle, is just being able to really be there for my family and really take care of myself in that process has just been amazing. And I, I continue to be excited about that. What I'm excited about from a business standpoint is just taking everything I've learned and I've got, you know, another big product launch coming up next year and I'm really, really excited about the brand we're building and, and what we've been able to do. And I think it's like a snowball going down the hill. You know, you have an initial success, but then that just grows and grows and grows. And it, it's I'm really excited to see what comes of it. And I've had customers with me for long enough now that they're doing awesome things. I mean, I'm so proud of our clients and what they've been able to do and their success stories. And I think that that to me is, oh, my gosh, if you can create one success story, that's awesome. What's your vision for the future, Pam? My vision for the future is, you know, my passion is, if you think, what did I really do when I was at the Anthony Robbins organization? It was really doing anything I could to help empower him and his mission to go out there and touch as many lives as he possibly can. And, and that is one committed man, by the way, going out touching lives. But if I can take that and use it to help multiple people go out and have a greater impact in their area of expertise and in their unique market, then, then that is an incredible 
vision to have achieved in my life. And so if I can go and create, you know, tens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who are empowered to go out there and really build their business and have an impact on other people's lives based on what they know, then boy, that, that's a, that's a life well spent. Mm, well, best of luck in that venture. So Pam, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. This is where I provide you with a series of questions, and you come back at Fire Nation with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? It does. I'll see, see if I can blow any mind. <laughs> what was the number one thing, besides fear, that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Great question. I have a really low risk tolerance. I've lived my life really safe. I come from a conservative background and a traditional background. And so just learning that, you know what, there's risk that comes with the territory and I've got to manage that risk. I'm never going to eliminate the risk. What is the best business advice you ever received? Great. Uh, I'm in a fortunate position because I know a lot of the top names in my particular industry. I've been doing it a long time, so I've gotten to know a lot of people. And so I can get advice from people, you know, top marketers, top, you know, business people, people in, you know, virtually the top of this industry. And literally in the last week, I had two different people at the top of the industry give me completely divergent advice. One said, you know what, sell a low price point thing and just like $20, $30 a month and just go out and get as many customers as you can. The other one said to me literally about three days later, no, 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 just sell a high price point thing, you know, sell an eight to $10,000 thing and just get, you know, 30 people in it. That's what you need to be doing. So what do you do when you get divergent advice? Well, you've got to be able to filter it based on what it is you want. You've got to understand the butcher wants to cut, the baker wants to bake, the pharmacist wants to, to drug. And so you're going to get so much advice, especially when you're an entrepreneur and when you're in business for yourself. And so it's the ability to still take that advice, hear it, because it's always good advice, but understand that you've got to be able to filter it against the veil of what it is you want and what you want for your life and what you want for your business, what your ultimate vision is, so that you can take that advice appropriately. So whose advice did you take in that situation? Uh, neither. Something kind of more of a hybrid. So, you know, I like to kind of cross-pollinate and use different pieces from different people. And so, you know, it's, it's having a funnel, right? You want to be more broad as you get to know people and help them get results as they, they get it kind of into your system. And then, you know, the people who want to go deeper, you want to have stuff for them to be able to go deeper. So it's really both. Good stuff. What is something that's working for you or your business right now? Yeah, two things. Number one, focus on the customer. When you don't know what to do, you know what to do because the answer is always focus on the customer. And I just spoke at an event last week and it was an entrepreneurial event in the online marketing industry. And there were some people feeling stuck getting started. And my gosh, I just see you I'm know, struggling getting my website up. And I said, you know what? It's because you're focused in the wrong place. Don't worry about that stuff. Yeah, it's you know good to have that stuff done, but focus on the client, focus on the customer. And that's where the growth is. That's where the learnings are. And that's where all the, the joy is as well. So Focus on the customer, and number two, build your platform. You've got to get out there. You've got to get your name out there. You've got to connect with customers. So, you know, it's social media. It's interviews like this. It's speaking. It's, you know, blogging, guest blog, guest articles, things like that. Yeah, I'm huge about the platform. In fact, we've had Michael Hyatt on the show who speaks about platform in his book, Platform. Have you read that? I haven't, actually. I know of it, and I, I'll be honest, I haven't read it yet, but it's, a, it's definitely one that needs to go to the top of my list. Oh, it's a great book, Pam. It's all about the platform, and 
just really inspiring in a lot of different areas. Great. Speaking of which, what's the best business book that you've read in the last six months? That's a great question. You know, it's a, a book called The Lean Startup. I don't Eric Reese. Eric Reese. Yeah, yeah. It's just because I love, you know, as much as I love the emotional and and, you know, impact sides of the business, I'm a very systemic person and I love what they talk about in there. I love the concept of you've got to test and measure everything, but it's got to be, you know, no vanity metrics, only metrics that really make sense and there's just so much good business advice in there. So, that's been one of my favorites. Well, it goes back to the best business advice you ever received or actually what is working for you right now, which is focusing on the customer. That's all about getting your product out as soon as possible so you can get feedback from the customer. Because until you're getting feedback, you have no idea what you're creating. That's right. I can teach my kid all day long. I can talk to him about riding a bike. I can show him pictures of riding a bike. I can read him books about riding a bike. But the way my kid's going to learn to ride the bike is if I put him on the bike, let him go down the street and fall down. <laughs> Thanks for that visual. So, Pam... This last question is my favorite, and it's kind of a tricky one. So take your time, digest it, then come back at Fire Nation with a great answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all of the experience, knowledge, and money that you currently have right now, but your business had completely disappeared, leaving you with a clean slate, which many of our listeners find themselves in right now, what would you do in the next seven days? Uh... You know, a couple of different directions. I mean, I, I think the gift when things fall apart is that it's it's an eye opener. I mean, you can finally go, okay, go back to what you love. And so I think, you know, you've got to go back to what your greatest passions are. So for me, my greatest passions are teaching. I mean, my, my fun answer to that question is I would love to coach a professional football team. I mean, I'm completely not qualified, but I love football. I love the NFL. So it'd be really fun or to own a football team. That would just be very cool. So that's my fun answer. But my, my business answer is I would really probably create something in the teaching profession. And I would, you know, put together a small little course that I could do for customers and, and just go out and teach. I love it, Pam. That was plain and simple, actionable advice. And you've given us some great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. <laughs> great. Well, the, the parting piece of not, or information is, is really something I think we all know, which is it's about progress, is that Peter Goober, who's a famous you know, movie maker, famous in the Hollywood industry, wrote a great book on story, said something once, which is that nature abhors a straight line. And it is never a straight line to get from where we are to where we want to be. So the key is it's about progress and it's about being kind to ourselves in that process and recognizing those little steps. And you know what, if you, your first dollar that you make in your business is actually more important and more exciting and more of a milestone than the first hundred thousand dollars you make in your business, because it's, it's just that defining moment. And so I think if we just focus on making progress, that's, that's really awesome. And so in terms of a plug, you know, I would just say, uh, you know, just, just get to know me, look me up, go to pamhendrickson.com, P-A-M-H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-S-O-N.com. I have some awesome free tools that I give away and, you know, really help not only on the business front, but for anybody who wants to create products and services, which really is the ticket to getting away from trading time for money. You've got to have whatever your industry is. It doesn't have to be an information 
information product. It could be a widget that turns lights and on and off or, you know, an awesome pillow that helps you sleep better at night. But you've got to have your own products and services if you're in business. And so those are the types of tools that I provide. And just come check me out and come get to know me, ping me, leave me a message and, and let's get to know each other. Great, Pam. Well, your website, your book, your quote, everything is going to be linked up on the website. Fire Nation, we salute you. Thank you again so much for the time that you spent with us today. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Have a great day. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you interested in learning five ways to make $500 this month? How about five productivity tips that will help you today? Well, that and more is my free gift to you when you go to eofire.com and subscribe to Fire Nation. Lastly, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit ignitemastermind.com, join our elite mastermind community, and watch your business or business idea explode. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.